Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. What's so funny over there? Uh, I just saw a thread on Twitter. It was uh, if you're a golf person or whatever, put a put post a picture of a good golfing memory mm-hmm. kind of thing. And uh, our, our good friend Bunky Perkins, this was his. Is it shirtless you, John Daly? This. It's close enough. Yeah. Oh, it's the American. It's American dream. dream out there golfing in in a speedo. Yeah. Hard times. <laughs> Could have been <laughs> the American dream. Dusty Rhodes. If you will. If you will. Well, we are glad you have joined us here on a Sunday afternoon at uh, supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get your podcasts from. Appreciate all our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. And, of course, all our medical personnel who are having a, a hell of a talk about hard times. They're having, they're getting through it right now. We're all going to get through this together. And, and just a, a personal note, and Joel, I'm sure you want to join me on this. I don't know David Johnson that well. I've met him, but I, as have I. wouldn't say that he and I are tight or anything like that, but a family man, a man with, with uh, I think, three kids and a wife suffering from this coronavirus has been in a bad spot these past few days. So if you would, please, just throw a little prayer his way. Yeah, yeah. Certainly and, cannot hurt. And his wife, too, I believe. Yeah, I think she, she's, she's okay. Been in, yeah, I, but I don't he think has it's been, been in a bad severe, spot. But, but yeah, the, the entire family, particularly David, mm-hmm. uh, just cover them in your prayers there if you uh, you're a praying person and... If you're not, just just do what you do. Yeah, then do, do but, what, send the but good keep vibes. them in your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Uh, want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House. Those guys have uh, they, they they've diversified their portfolio over there. Now they've got some supplies. That, yeah. You know, <laughs> gallon of milk, gallon of milk, toilet paper. Uh, they got bread. You know, which I need to go get. That cheese bread looked really really good. I need to go get some of that. And uh, but so beyond you know just using the uh, the drive through there or the walk up window at the uh, University Drive location for your for your daily coffee. You can get some supplies there too. They, you know, these are community. This is what it's all about, man. Your community businesses are trying to help each other out. Help them out as well by taking care of them. Go give them a, a uh, go give them a shout. Tell them we sent you. Don't forget to shop online at collegecornerstore.com and uh, get yourself covered in maroon and white. When we get back to, to normal, you're going to want to have some nice new stuff. You don't want you don't want to come out of uh, out of the quarantine in the same clothes you went into it with. Nice, new, crisp maroon polo, brand new MSU hat or visor. Get some new stuff in the house. Do it. Don't don't let a virus tell you you can't wear maroon and white, because I said you can. Simple as that. Yeah. So, go check them out at collegecornerstore.com. All right. What? Just don't let a virus tell you that. (laughs) Don't let a virus tell you what you can and can't, can't wear. It tells you where you can and can't go. That's about it. Mm. That's all we're dealing dealing with with the virus today. It is uh, Bracket Monday or Bracket Sunday. We have a fully complete Lee Hall region through the first round. No upsets in the uh, in the uh, second matchups that we, we put out there. Let's go through them real quick. Ethan Small takes down Dante Jones, fifty six percent to forty three percent. That's a bigger win than I thought it was going to be. Thought that'd be very very close. I actually thought Dante might win. I tell you though, man, Ethan had two. 
had a really good year, followed by one of the maybe the best year for a pitcher in MSU history. And the the baseball heartstrings are deep. Um, and Dante, while you know, I, I think that probably people my age and older have a adoration for Dante Jones. My people younger than than us probably not as much. Yeah. You know that he's probably just. Not. A guy that was there for a year and part yeah. of that team. I mean, there, there is no shame. Ethan Small is a tremendous athlete, tremendous bulldog, had a great career at Mississippi State. So he moves forward. Tierra McCowan in a wash over Jim Ashmore, 93% of the vote going to Big T. John Bond wins really easily over uh, Quindary Weatherspoon. I think I thought it might be a little closer, but you were right about that one. Uh, John Bond takes it 64% of the vote. And then Will Clark, absolutely dominant, 98% of the vote, more percent of the vote than, than, uh, than Dak Prescott got. I'm telling you, you know, I, I set this bracket up this way to give Dak some competition. I think Will Clark might do that for him. I mean, Will Clark is a guy that for – here I am again mentioning people around my age. He has that superstar status kind of deal going for him because as I was growing up, I mean, I know Will Clark is more more than Mississippi State's Will Clark. I know him more as the San Francisco Giants' Will Clark, and he has this larger than lifeness uh, about him in people my age because we didn't see him play over here at Duty Noble. No, no, no. You know, so he is this professional star. Yeah, uh, I think that helps his cause here. I agree because I, I know that for me, one of the coolest things I've got to do on this beat was last year when Will. And Rafi and, and all those guys, Jeff Brantley and company, got put in the, the Ron Polk Ring of Honor. Yeah, yeah. And, and we got to talk to Will, Will Clark, Clark and, and Rafael Palmero. And, and, and to me, I know to, to people older than me, like you, uh, <laughs> that's like, you know, you kind of look at those guys like Jake Mangum and things. You know, those were Bulldogs. Right. But in my eyes, I, I knew them as pro baseball players first. And my adoration for Major League Baseball was... yeah. It was and is still, you know, humongous. So it was like I was interviewing MLB stars yeah. that I didn't even – I mean, I know that they're Bulldogs, but – so anyway, I just see them as these humongous celebrities almost, and right. I think you kind of saw that. Yeah, it worked out. Right so let's let's uh, complete the Lee Hall region and let's look at head to the second-round matchups there. Dak Prescott will take on Chad Bumpus. Eric Dampier will take on Fred Smoot. Ethan Small will take on Tierra McCowan, John Bond versus Will Clark. That is your Lee Hall region. Oh, I'm ready for those matchups, man. That should be great. <laughs> so, all right, let's crank it up then. Let's uh, let's get here into the uh, the drill field region. We we are we are going to get here into the uh, first. We're going to do the bottom half of the uh, the drill field here, and. Uh, so we got four matchups. Like I said, we'll do the 6 11, 3 14, uh, 7 10, and 2 15. Uh, we'll start on top here 6 11 matchup baseball versus football. Hunter Renfro against J.J. Johnson. Man. It's, I mean, they, they, they're not going to ever get any easier. Uh, Renfro, of course, part of that tremendous 2013 team that finished number two in the country. Uh, first round pick of the Padres, now playing for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Had a a good start to his major league career. Looks like a guy who you know has got. He seems like he's gotten better every year there. And of course, famous for having not one tool, not two, not three, not four, five, five tools. tools. Much like a five star review, he's got five tools. Now he's in the Bay. Now he's in the Bay Area. I don't know with the Rays. That's not the Bay Area. 
Tampa Bay. That's not the Bay Area. <laughs> the Bay Area is San Fran and Oakland. I, I can get you with that. Yeah, what no, are you doing over there? Uh, I think Renfro is going to win that. that. I think Renfro wins it. I think it's sort of similar to the uh, the other 6-11 matchup. You've got a more recent baseball star versus a star sort yeah. of from the past, although J.J. Yeah. Johnson. A more recent baseball star and a baseball star that's still on the TV when you, yeah. when you turn it on. So, uh, but J.J. Johnson, let's not sell him short Oh, I'm here. not. It's, you know, uh, all SEC, uh, led the SEC in rushing, uh, part of the uh, the only SEC West championship team here at Mississippi State. Uh just a dominant rusher from from day one uh, here in Starkville. A fantastic uh, football player. I just feel like, and I may be wrong, that a lot of the folks voting on this, mm-hmm. they're younger, are younger. I don't, I don't disagree. And so, I think they will lean Hunter in, in this matchup. Um, I think if if you saw both guys play, there's a large segment of those people that will go JJ Johnson. I agree. Um, but I just think that this is a younger demographic participating in in these votes a lot of the time and and so i think hunter will end up getting that nod but you can't go wrong with either one of those guys the only thing that makes me think you might be wrong is you know the the dante jones ethan small that's basketball this is football yeah you know now we had a matchup with eric dampier and nick fitzgerald that we thought well it's football but dampier is is a little different i guess this might this might be this might be an upset i don't i don't know though I, i feel like this is not a four outcome I think either J.J. Johnson wins close or Renfro's going to win by, like, double digits. Yeah. I don't see Renfro winning a close one. And I don't see J.J. Johnson winning big either. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But this is that's a, that's a good matchup. It's another baseball-football matchup, and this time the running back has the higher seed here. Anthony Dixon, Booby Dixon, is the three seed. He will take on Dakota Hudson uh, as the 14 seed here. Love you, Dakota, but... You're going you're, down. You're going down. Is Anthony Dixon... Next to Dak, the most popular bulldog in in the world. I think somebody made a good point about him the other day. Well, they were talking. I, to me, or were we like, just talking about? Because it, I mean, I think Mangum could be up there, but okay, he's baseball. You got a point. Maybe, maybe, I, yeah. That, if, that's if you're your talking, top three, if you're though, talking just football, then I think Booby's too. Anthony Dixon has parlayed a really good career at Mississippi State. Fantastic career, but he has an all access pass to everywhere on campus. He could just walk into Dr. Keenum's office and sit down and talk, and Dr. Keenum would be happy to chit-chat with him. He's on the sideline for any sport he wants to be on. He sits front row at the the hump. Just goes anywhere. You know, we were sitting in in on – With no credential. Sitting in on signing day there back in December when Joe Ward was here. He just pops in. He just pops in with a plate full of bacon. Yeah. I mean, literally – had the bacon plate. I forgot about that. Literally had, I don't know, a foot tall of bacon. I ate some of that bacon. Um, Yeah, Anthony Dixon, I mean – one thing I, for, I always people forget about Anthony Dixon. I don't know if they forget it, but there was a point in his career before the emergence of Tim Tebow. You know, once Tebow came out on the came on the, on the scene in two thousand eight, this wasn't possible. But there was a moment going into his you know last two years at, at State where you thought he was on pace to break Herschel Walker's touchdown record for rushing touchdowns in a career. He was on pace to break it after his sophomore season in in oh seven. Then, then Tebow came in and had a season where he had, I think, like 25 touchdowns and, and, you know, put it away. But Dixon was really, really good. And, I mean, he, a guy who could do everything. And I think his personality, he's always got a smile on his face. He created one of the great marketing campaigns in, in Mississippi State history with Grinding for Your State, which is still used everywhere. Um, and the fun, fun, fun. Um, and one, two egg bowls. So Dakota Hudson... 
could have been in that one-year player thing, except that he played three years. But his first two years on campus were sort of unremarkable. But then as a, as a junior, he was completely dominant. Yeah. Maybe the, one of the best pitchers in the country. And on a team that, we have, we've said before, just couldn't, you know, came up short when, when, it, when it mattered most. But you look back, I mean, the game that he lost in the Super Regionals, one nothing. You can't really put a whole lot on him for that. No. Was he small Hudson Stratton? That's the that's the top three of the last you know few few years. First off, if that was your rotation, you're going to win the national championship. <laughs> but who had the best season in there? Ethan. Ethan Small. Ethan's was historic. Yeah. When you go back and look I at his disagree. numbers. I don't disagree. Is it? Cl- I mean, you're you're not. You can't rank go wrong with any rank of them. I don't know why, but I want to put Stratton even ahead of, of Dakota. Really. But I, I, ha- I don't have the numbers in front of me. In my mind, though, it seems like it seems like Stratton may have been a, a touch better. I don't know if you can pull that up right there real quick, but you don't have to do that. But And I may be wrong. You may be listening, screaming at your radio, saying, you know, Joel, Chris's ERA was this and Dakota's this. I, I don't have the stats right in front of me. But in my mind, I kind of have Stratton's season a little bit better than Dakota's was. But you got, me, you got me wanting to look it up, you realize. All right, so his uh... – Junior season, Chris Stratton was where's his record? That's all. Eleven and two with a two point three eight ERA. Uh, struck out one hundred twenty seven batters in one hundred and nine innings. ERA, I said his ERA. His WHIP was point nine nine. That's pretty good. Uh, this is Stratton, right? Stratton, yeah. Um, only walked twenty five. That's pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, so it's twelve and one with. 127 strikeouts. He was the SEC Pitcher of the Year, correct? Yes. Was Dakota Hudson SEC Pitcher of the Year? Um, I think so. Okay. <laughs> you would think I would remember this stuff. You would think. You don't, though. No. That's your. I mean, you have one job. You're the baseball guy on this show. And, uh, well, there you go. That's not what we want. We're this, we're doing that thing that people don't like, but it's just going to have to be that way, I guess. Because Joel brought it up, and, you know, I don't have a, a stats guy here. You know, I don't have a a producer who can just you know look at this stuff up while I'm. That's his. That's his pro stats there. How's everybody doing out there these days? Hey, how's how's, how's everything going? Uh, still, that's still okay. Here we go. Uh, okay, that can't be right. He was nine and five. That's not right. If I remember right, he had a a stretch there of two or three starts that wasn't all that great. Yeah, but there's no way. There's no way I'm going to believe that. Hold on. I'm going to go to MSU's <laughs> website. I was trying to avoid that because I'm not a big fan of HailState.com, but because it is just – it's not good. There's no way that's right, though. I, I, I can't believe that we if, – if, if, if he's 9-5, and five, I don't know why I was on this bracket now all of a sudden. I feel like I may have left somebody off. Well, you did. Rocky Felker. I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> well, Felker wouldn't have been a 14 seed if I had been smart. Um, there's no way that's right. Is it? It's a race against time here. 2016's SEC Pitcher of the Year was Logan Shore of Florida. It okay. was not, not Dakota, Hudson. Dakota Hudson. Okay, here we go. What the heck? I didn't hit 2019. I hit 2016. 
guys, we appreciate you hanging in there with us here on Thunder and what, what else do we have to do? Uh, what else you got to do today? Don't even start. All right. What? Hold on. This thing, hailstate.com, man. Oh. Here, I have it. Here we go. I'm about to have 2016 it. 2016 is right. He, nine and five, two five five ERA. Wow. Yeah, so Stratton's better, had a better year. Yeah, it's not even close. So I, I was right. It's not even close. Wow, man. I am, I'm really surprised by that. But there was a stretch midseason that I I did remember. Yeah, I mean, just, I get that, but I don't remember him being nine and five. See, here, here's this stretch that I was talking about. Sexton was eight and three that year. Gosh, should have had him on. He had a three game stretch at Florida mm-hmm. against AM and at LSU. Dakota Hudson, I'm talking about here, right. folks. Um at Florida, five innings. But State won that game. And get no, he didn't. He got the loss. Five innings, and he gave up five earned runs. Okay. The next week against AM, he got the loss. Got the loss. You remember they got swept that weekend. Right. Seven innings, gave up four runs. Right. The next week, down in Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. he got the win. Right. But he gave up seven runs and six and a yeah, third. Yeah, State won like 15 to seven or something like that yeah. in that game. So he had that three weeks. Yeah, but he's stretch. only one and one in that stretch. Or he's one and two. Okay. What state won? State won the Saturday Sunday game against Florida. That that series. I know they won the series. I mean, yeah, I guess. I so. I guess so. Okay. Well, heck, did we overvalue Dakota Hudson? I don't know because I do feel. I mean, he was really good. I mean, he had a bad couple of games there, but he had a really good season. Okay. Well, he doesn't matter much because he's he's going out in the first round anyway. So, all right. So again, Hunter Renfro, JJ Johnson is your six eleven, and then three fourteen is Anthony Dixon and Dakota Hudson. Let's move on down to the second half of this bracket, and that comes to you from our friends at Welcome Home Beef, who want to remind you that they will be happy to bring an order right out to your car anytime you want to place one. Just call them at six six two four one eight twenty twenty one. Or shop online at facebook.com slash welcome home beef. Let them know what you want. And guys, it, it, you know, they, they can they can custom any order to you, you know. I think it takes a couple of days to to prep, you know, but if they have if they don't have it on the shelf, but you want, hey, I want to get a you know pro, you know, this, whatever it is, they can take care of you and they'll be taking care of you with USDA prime beef, prime burgers. You know, and burgers, by the way, it's not just ground chuck up there. They've got ground brisket. Uh, they've got a couple other uh, options there for you, so you can make some really good hamburgers. The kind that you know you, you normally would pay twenty bucks for. You got you, twenty bucks, you can take care of the whole family at Welcome Home Beef. It's it's just a a better tasting product, great service with MSU people. Again, we want you guys shopping locally through all this. We want to keep our local businesses up and running so that when we're back to you know back to normal, we're not uh, looking at a bunch of empty storefronts. So help these guys out, and they're going to take care of you with great service and great food at Welcome Home Beef. Joel, why, why should you shop there? Because it just tastes good. That's the Brian. truth. All right. This is going to be a barn burner matchup. I'll be really surprised if it's not. Again, it's old versus more recent, but Charles Rhodes versus Kent Hall. i got a lot of people told me I underseated Kent Hall. Here's the truth about Kent Hall. Great pro career. Hall of Fame pro career. Maybe the best center in the history of the game. But his college career was a little, it left a little, he wasn't that great. He was overshadowed by one of his own teammates, Wayne Harris, who was an All-American and won the SEC, uh, the, uh, back then they called it the Jacobs Award, best lineman in the SEC. 
He just he was he was a a good player, but not a great player in college. So he's a he's a pro that we look at. He's a guy that we look at more by his pro career and his bulldog legacy. And of course, you know now the Hall Trophy named for the uh, named for Ken Hall goes to the best lineman in the state. Um, yeah, this is a you know he, he again popular is not the right word, but for beloved, everybody loves Kent Hall. Nobody has a bad Kent Hall story. Yeah. Charles Rhodes is winning. Is the Beast going to win this one? Yeah. I, I I tend to think so. Charles Rhodes, maybe, you know, there's not a lot of guys who loved MSU more than Charles Rhodes. He loved MSU. The Kiss of the M, which is a tradition that he sort of started. Um, you know, a fantastic basketball player. Really, the you know before Reggie Perry this year, the because Vernardo's different. Vernardo was not a great scorer. Charles Rose was like the, the last big man that you could just count on to score and score as a as a big man, not not taking it out to the you know Holman used to take it out to the, the perimeter a lot. Charles Rose was a very traditional post player, great defender, played with a lot of energy, uh, you know, ferocious dunker, and just just well liked. I think you're right. I think Charles Rose is going to win. You don't think it'll be, do you think it'll be close? I kind of don't. <laughs> I mean, and that's not to take anything away from Ken Hall. I mean, resume's great, but I, I like the recency of, of Charles Rhodes, the belovedness of Charles Rhodes being more recent. Um, I, I think Charles Rhodes wins this. And, uh, and I know Ken Hall, it's just tough for a... It's tough for a lineman, mm-hmm. you know, to, to have that universal adoration, I think. And I, I think Charles Rhodes has that. Um, so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, Charles Rhodes ends up pulling that one out. Okay. And I kind of think it'll be not all that close. But been wrong before. We'll see. Yeah. All right. And then our last matchup here in the uh, drill field bracket, two seed. Jeff Malone versus the 15th seed Jackie Parker. Parker, another guy that people claim I, I underseeded. Um, probably before. I'm trying to think here. Before the arrival of John Bond. Now, Parker's better than John Bond, which, you know, you were going to say, well, why is he seated? It's just, it just is. Jackie Parker was probably the greatest MSU football player before Jackie Sherrill arrived and, and before that era of football. You know, he's, the only, he's a college football Hall of Famer. Uh, had a long career in the CFL. I think he won their MVP award a couple of times. Um, and another guy, another guy that was just born in the wrong era. Had the, uh, the skills to be a quarterback in, in today's offenses, would have been a star. But, you know, in his era, you know, it was just a little different. Up against Jeff Malone, again, sort of the wrong era. Played at a time when there was no three-point shot. One of the best shooters in the history of, of basketball and just never got to shoot threes in college. He would have crushed Bailey Howell's points record had he been able to shoot three-pointers. Um, and then went on to a very another guy with a very long pro career with the Sixers and then the Utah Jazz. Um, probably the, of, the, of the modern era, I mean, I'm taking Malone over just about anybody else from basketball. Are you? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, and that's that's always so tough because I didn't I didn't watch Jeff Malone. You right. know, like I'm I watched him in the pros. That was like the, the cool thing back then was I, he went to Mississippi State. Mississippi State has an NBA guy. I didn't know. Yeah, because you know? I didn't see I didn't see him, I didn't see him play very much. Yeah, see, you with Malone are kind of like I was talking about with Will Clark. Right yeah, there. yeah. Um, but in my mind, I just have Jeff Malone as elevated up there. You know, as as one of those MSU all-time greats and may and while i have jackie parker up there too in my mind i just have jeff malone up there higher yeah <laughs> so i if i'm going by what i think I, I mean i think malone moves on here which based on seating he should but do, i don't do you think jackie parker ends up pulling an upset here because i i can't no see i don't it. think i don't think so um nothing about jeff malone michael jordan said that's the toughest defender i ever faced now that's 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 I can't that's give any praise. I can't give you higher praise than that if Michael Jordan is telling you that. But in his uh, his biography, he said that as a guy who consistently had success against. Him. All right, so let's re let's rematch let's redo these matchups real quick, and we'll have the polls out in just a short bit. Six uh, eleven Hunter Renfro JJ Johnson. We're both saying Renfro wins. Yes. Okay. Anthony Dixon Dakota Hudson. We're both saying that uh, Dixon wins. Yes. Charles Rhodes Ken Hall. We're both saying Rhodes wins. Yes. Jeff Malone, Jackie Parker, we're both saying Malone wins. Yes. All right. We'll see what we'll see if we're right or wrong. Polls will be open until uh, early Thursday morning, and you'll have a chance to vote in those, and then Joel and I will be back. I'm sorry, that's not correct. They'll be open until Wednesday morning, and we'll be back with a Thursday podcast to uh, to recap that and then to the top half of the drill field region. And then the rest of this week, we'll figure it out. we got to talk safeties on our positional breakdown. Uh, we'll do a little of this, that, and the other. We'll have some Bulldog rewinds for you. I haven't set those up yet, but we'll get those to you. And there's a newsworthy item that should come on Monday, and we will know. Find out about the, uh, the year of eligibility. Yeah. yeah. We need to, like, Monday, sh- Tuesday show will actually be like a news show. We're going to talk about that, and we'll talk about the uh, the basketball transfers and how that's going to all pan out for Mississippi State and things like that. We, we, and, and this isn't really anything I don't guess to do a show about, but – Starting on Monday, the SEC can now do virtual instruction with their players. So, yeah. Leach and staff can. Oh, it's it's worth have asking, a couple hours. It's worth a week finding out what they're doing. You know, so have some Zoom, FaceTime, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Some. There you go. All right, guys, have a great rest of your weekend and a great Monday. We'll be back with you on Tuesday morning for Joel T. Coleman. Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.